0: Hey there, mama friend, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. Today we are diving into a question I know has come across all our minds as parents at some point. And that is, why won't my kids listen when I tell them to do something? Or better yet, when I tell them to stop doing something? Well, if you've been following this podcast for a minute, you might know that we've answered that question before. But you also might know that there isn't just one answer to that question. No, there's not. It's very complex. And there isn't one simple solution to getting your kids to listen because they are these newly founded independent beings who insist on learning life on their own terms and not necessarily on your terms which can make things tough as a parent, especially when you're repeating the same thing over and over and your kid still won't listen. So today we are chatting about two changes we can make in our parenting so that it becomes more effective, which in turn will help your toddler or preschooler listen more effectively, which might be music to your ears. Because yes, it's in our kids' nature to not listen when they don't want to or when they are so hyper-focused on a certain task, but it's all in how we handle those moments that define whether or not we can actually get them to listen the first time around. And we haven't talked about these changes yet before, so after today's episode, you'll have two more tools in your parenting pocket to take with you to help transform your parenting. Are you ready? Let's learn a little something. Here we go. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaaf, former classroom educator, turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right. So, I'm just going to come out and say it. Kids won't listen to you if they don't have your attention. Let's rip off that band-aid and dissect that for a minute. (laughs) If you are in the middle of doing anything at all and you tell your kids to stop doing something, especially if your kids are behaving a certain way because they want your attention, they will not stop unless they have your attention. The same works when you tell them to do something or get something done, like put something away or go to the bathroom. If you're concentrating on a task that you're doing while you give them a direction, odds are mm -mm, it's not going to happen, mama. No, it's not. (laughs) And this is especially prevalent if you are in the middle of talking to someone on the phone or someone in person or if you're distracted by your phone itself. By the way, we have got to send the message that our kids are more important than our phones. Goodness gracious. I know sometimes our phones just can't be avoided due to work and all that jazz, but if you are in the scroll hole of Facebook trying to get your kids to do something, then you're on the fast track to a power struggle. And I have to admit that even I'm guilty of this at times because our phones can be addictive. But if my child thinks that I spend more time on my phone than with him, I have a problem that I need to fix. But anyway, let's picture this scenario. You're making lunch and your toddler is throwing Legos all over the place. Without even making eye contact because you know you're making lunch, you tell him, stop throwing the Legos. Do you think he's going to oblige? my guess is probably not he's less likely to think that you will enforce that expectation if you're not looking at him when you're telling him to stop why would he if he doesn't think that you're serious about it he's having a heyday and you don't look like you're serious about following through then why not continue throwing the legos raise your hand if that sounds like a familiar situation i know that it it's popped up in my house before or let's say you're on the phone talking to a friend and your preschooler is just jumping all over the couches like a madman. Remember how I mentioned before that if your toddler is itching for attention, he'll do whatever it takes to get it? That's oftentimes what our kids are looking for when they are performing these bold behaviors that just drive you crazy. They are essentially saying, look at me, look at me, without actually saying, hey mom, look at me. So when you're yelling, stop jumping on the couches, that's music to their ears because you're now giving them the attention for which they were searching. They look for attention in the most undesirable ways sometimes because they're still learning how to express themselves. But think about it this way from an adult's perspective. If your boss sends out a blanket email to everyone at your office or work, for example, saying, stop talking during meetings, are you really going to stop if you don't think it pertains to you? Speaking from experience, I'm guessing it might stop for a day or so and then you'll be back on that horse. However, if she came up to you and said personally, hey, you really need to stop talking during meetings because other people can't focus, My guess is that it will probably stick just a little bit longer and you'll probably stop for a more substantial amount of time. Now, we are more likely to follow through when we know the person giving us direction is focused on us and speaks directly to us about it. And our kids are the same way. But again, they don't have a good handle on how to express that yet, and they are still learning the ropes, and they're still testing boundaries. We have to make sure that we help them learn right from wrong by giving them our attention when we are telling them to do something or to stop doing something. You'd probably stop what you were doing if your child was about to fall off the chair and help him learn how to go down the right way, or if you saw he was running around with an object in his mouth because it's a safety hazard. So why wouldn't you stop him to help him learn right from wrong in a situation? Personally, I think that's equally as is important i think it's easier to continue to focus on our task at hand when it's not an emergency situation because you know we have to get food on the table and we have to keep our routines our bedtime is going to be later but i'm telling you it may end up taking you longer to get your little one to complete a task if he doesn't have your attention than if you just stop what you're doing right then and there and make sure he understands the expectation Maybe you think differently, but that's just some food for thought. So how do you solve that problem? I will say it does take some time and a lot of practice and it takes some changing of your own habits, but your kids deserve that and you deserve that because the more time you put into following through, the easier your parenting becomes down the road because your kids know their expectations and they will be able to live life without the constant guidance of their parents. But now, how, Michelle, how do you do it? Well, here it comes, and it's a lot easier than you think. You gotta stop what you're doing, just look them in the eye get on their level if you can state the expectation and make sure they understand what you're telling them to do even if you're in the middle of talking to your friend on the phone or if you're cooking them some chicken nuggets in the microwave you gotta pull yourself away from the task that you're doing and talk to them in a way where they know that they have your full attention so here's what this looks like you go into the living room you scrouch down and say hey buddy you could get really hurt jumping on the couch and i want you to stay safe you can pretend you're a kangaroo and hop around the house until I'm done making lunch, if you'd like, but the couch is not an option. Can you please tell me where we can jump? And it's his task to repeat that it's okay to jump around the house, but not on the couch. And it's okay for you to repeat that again. Yes, you're right. We jump around the house, we don't jump on the couch. Now let's say it happens again. Buddy, I told you that the couch wasn't an option. I'm still making lunch right now. So your options are to hop around the house, go in the basement and hop or I can get out a toy for you to play with at your seat until lunch is ready. Which one do you choose? Asking a question at the end puts the ownership on them and it shows you that they understand the expectation and it didn't just go through their little ears because they actually have to think about what you said. They have to understand the expectation before they can apply it. Remember that. Or if you're on the phone it's okay to politely say hey Susie I gotta go for a minute. I gotta deal with the situation. Can I call you right back? Odds are they've been there and they understand. You got to do what you have to do so that your little one knows that he's your focus when you're telling him to do something and not your friend if you just say go wash up for lunch honey while you're on the phone Who knows? He might think you're talking to your friend, but he also might think that you're not serious enough about making sure he actually washes up, so he won't. And when he doesn't, do you know what's going to happen? You're likely going to get upset that he didn't follow your directions in the first place, and then you'll yell, I thought I told you to wash up, and he may yell back, and you know where it's going from there. It's turning into a power struggle, and we don't want that as parents, so let's try to avoid it if we can. And that's a good segue into the next reason why your kids may not listen, and that is kids won't listen if you don't follow through you have got to follow through when you tell them to do or not to do something and this can be from telling them to complete the simplest of tasks or stopping behaviors that are not acceptable you have to follow through and you have to hold them accountable when you tell them to stop or when you give them a direction to do something and if they are feeling brave and just go ahead with doing whatever you're asking them not to do then again stop what you're doing and make them do it the right way that's following through with accountability So take for instance, you tell your preschooler to wait for the baby to go down the stairs first before he treks down them because we want to make sure the baby gets down safely. But he continues to run down the stairs without any concern for the baby. He might be so hyper-focused on going down the stairs, like we mentioned before, that he may not even hear you say, stop and wait or he is just so impulsive because he wants to get down the stairs to do whatever it is that's down there that he doesn't really want to wait. And and you know, I don't want to wait sometimes either. But you have to let him know that if he continues to go down coming close to knocking the baby down, you're going to stop and hold him accountable. And that's an example of when you teach him the right thing to do. Even if, you know, he's rushing down the stairs and he doesn't knock down the baby, he still needs to learn to wait and follow your direction that's when you say come back upstairs and show me you can wait for the baby to go down because we want him to stay safe and he's still learning or you can say show me you can wait until i tell you it's okay to go down it's okay to explain why you're telling them to do something or to stop doing something and in fact i'd encourage it the more they know and understand the why behind the behavior the more likely they are to stop the behavior it may take a few times but it will sink in they need to know that when you tell them to do something it's because you're trying to keep them safe or because it's the kind or right thing to do. They don't wanna hear Well, you have to do it just because that's not a good enough reason for anyone to stop doing something, even adults. I mean, for Pete's sake, we still even speed even though we know it's not the right thing to do because it's not as safe, but we're in a hurry. So now all the rules are void because we have our own agenda. Our kids are the same way, but if we teach them early and often enough, then they will know right from wrong and they won't do it because they know in their gut that it's not the right thing to do. Our kids will not learn to self-regulate and learn how to be patient if they are not taught alternative ways of handling. handling situations you know and a lot of these situations are learned through experiences themselves that's how our kids learn and it doesn't necessarily have to be a punitive experience but the expectation does need to be taught and we have to make sure that we follow through when we give our kids directions otherwise they won't learn that they have to follow directions directions seem like an option when you're inconsistent with following through with them or enforcing them and it can lead to a power struggle when sometimes you make them follow directions and sometimes you don't that's confusing to little ones and if it's an option sometimes, then why would they want to follow your directions if they don't have to? You got to be consistent if you want to avoid those power struggles. But you know, as we grow older, we come to learn the difference between right and wrong. And odds are we can do the right choice without someone breathing down our neck or our back about it. But again, putting it into perspective, if you think about driving again, for example, what do we do when we know a cop is on the side of the road? We slow it down substantially because, well, we know that they are there to hold us accountable. However, we don't slow down until we see that, Cops. Our kids are still in that same boat. They're learning right from wrong and they need guidance when it comes to being held accountable. They know you're there to help them through it. And as they grow older, it will become more natural to them, but it's not natural to them yet. And you're there to teach them. And hopefully as they grow older, they will learn to do the right thing on their own without you there teaching them every step of the way. But it takes proactive parenting and lots of praying to get them there. So I want you to remember that. This week, let's focus on making those two changes in our parenting when we give our kids directions. Let's first make sure we stop what we're doing to give them our full attention and provide them with the expectation and then make sure we follow through and hold them accountable for showing us that they can follow through with completing the expectation. And I want you to see what kind of changes are being made when it comes to getting your little ones to listen. And before we go, I do want to give you a quick tip now that the cooler weather is arriving and a lot of new mamas out there are sending their kids to preschool and kindergarten for the first time. And, you know, we're out shopping for a coat this morning and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I need to tell people don't spend an arm and a leg on winter coats. I'm telling you why, because odds are (laughs) they will end up going home with someone else or they will end up going into the lost and found and sitting there and your child will not bring it home one day and you're going to get upset because you spent so much money on a winter coat and they don't know where it is because they lost it that happens because you know at recess it gets warm and they run around even though it's cold when you send them to school it gets warm they're running around and then they leave it on the playground and then it gets lost and someone else grabs it so don't spend an arm and a leg on a coat get them something that's warm enough for school or if you want a fancy coat Don't send it to school with them have two a cheap one and a nice one so that way when their cheap one gets lost it is uh not too much of a dent in your wallet to buy a new one so just keep that in mind as you are sending your little ones to school in uh, the cold weather or just remember to go over the expectation with them that if they bring a coat to school then they need to bring one home and work through alternative solutions as to what they should do with their coats if it is indeed hot outside when they go to recess so Just be proactive about it, and you should not have problems with your coat. Just, you know, a former teacher's word of advice. So there you go. That's all I have for you this week. I hope you have a fantastic, blessed week, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.